because I know for so many of you, you feel like you have been circling this wall. You've been up against the wall of trying to raise healthy eaters, of trying to expose your kids to healthier options, trying to add variety. And your friends and your family and your parents and your spouse and so many in your inner circle are looking at you like you're crazy. They think you're being ridiculous. They think your approaches are totally off and they're making you question your approach because your progress isn't always obvious. Your wall is not coming down brick by brick each day in the visible sense of it. You're not seeing layer by layer fall down lap after lap, and yet you're doing the work. You are walking in obedience to the things that you know are going to change your child's life and the generational cycles thereafter and how your family approaches food and the chains that are broken from disordered eating habits, and the lifestyle habits that are forever changed because of the habits that you're fostering and putting in place right here and now. But don't we sometimes get discouraged? Don't we sometimes just see that wall of what our kid won't eat, of the fight that our family had at the table, of the disagreement we had with our spouse at dinner, the lunchbox that came home untouched, the snack that our kid ate again and brought us shame, So often our perspective gets blocked and I hope and pray that this episode will help you to keep marching. Hey mama, I'm Ashley and welcome to the veggies and virtue podcast. In this podcast, you will find simple menu ideas, kitchen organizational systems spelled out for mom life and feeding tips and tricks that are both evidence-based and grace-laced. I believe that you can find flexibility when it comes to feeding your family so that you can feel calm, capable, and connected in the kitchen. As a registered dietitian and Christian mom of three myself, I want you to break free from the mealtime battles and to feel equipped while feeding your kids all day long. Pull up a stool at my kitchen counter and let me pour you a cup of coffee and say a quick prayer for you. It's time to chat about the mealtimes, messes, moments, and ministry of motherhood. I am recording this episode before my birthday, knowing that some of you may not yet have scored on my birthday sale. And so even though that this episode is going to be played after my birthday, I want to make sure that you know if you go to veggiesandvirtue.com forward slash store and you use the code birthday, you can get 36% off any individual or complete set of combination cards. So if you've been wanting for me to mail you a complete set of combination cards, that works out to be $20 off the full set and you still qualify for free shipping. But if you prefer the digital format, you can get the full set of combination cards right there on your phone as an instant download for 17 bucks. If you're just looking for some easy snack ideas for summer, you want to strategize and start incorporating healthy options at breakfast or at lunch, especially over summer when maybe the routine is a little slower and you can work on helping your kids learn to like more variety so that it serves you better in the school year ahead, you can get any one of those digital downloads for $6 right now. But it's only through the end of April, so make sure that you go to veggiesandvirtue.com forward slash store And just be sure to type in code birthday at checkout and it'll automatically take 36% off. Now, if you aren't familiar with what my combination cards are, still go to veggiesandvirtue.com slash store, but on any one of those pages that you wanna check out, it'll take you to the link of my combination cards where it can show you a more inside look at some of these easy, healthy visuals for things like breakfast, lunches, and snacks. And these give you a great option for something that your kids can look at if you're trying to help incorporate them into the meal plan, start trying to 
bridge the gap between the foods that they prefer and consider safe foods and the healthy nourishing options that you want to be exposing them to. The printed version is like a laminate paper, so very friendly for kids' sticky hands, spills, messes, all of that. But if you want to have it on your phone so that you can pull it up easy access anytime, that can be a great option as well. The other nice thing is that these are things that you can send to a babysitter or set out on the counter for someone who might be helping with childcare this summer, or if you're just trying to delegate the mealtime responsibilities with say your spouse or someone else, these are really obvious visual examples of suggestions for what to offer that are well-balanced, nutritionally dense meals at breakfast, lunch, and snack. And this is by far the best offer that I can extend to each of you on it. And so I hope that you will get a chance to score on this birthday sale now, the combination cards and my 36% off birthday sale is right in alignment with the tactical, the practical, the easy, healthy meal ideas that I know so many of you want. Yet today, as I have been reflecting on and celebrating not only my birthday and just, you know, the reflection on life that comes with that, but for some of you that may have followed my journey and my story for a while, you know that Veggies and Virtue was something that I started on my 30th birthday. It was kind of that gift I gave to myself as a stay-at-home mom at the time of just pursuing this passion in pediatric nutrition that I've had since I was a teenager. And while it's looked different in different seasons of life, and when I became a mom, I shifted how I applied that passion to you know my own parenting and to my own children and my own family, Veggies and Virtue was really the extension that I wanted to put out into the world and that I felt like God had created a desire for in my heart to show up and serve other families. And yet I'm going to be really vulnerable and honest in this episode because the last couple of years have been hard. And ever since we homeschooled during COVID and I kind of slowed down, semi shut down my business for a season and then began to pick it back up and try and understand what did this business look like in terms of how I showed up and served you, but also how I was realistic in setting boundaries that showed up and served my family as well. And just knowing the changing demands of having three kids and a spouse who works long hours and just the different areas of my life that I needed to bridge with this business that I'd grown, a lot of shifts have happened. But something that I often don't share about as much on here is what a struggle that has been, especially while I love doing this podcast and I do feel like it has helped me balance mom and work life a little bit better to keep me off social or at least make that a little bit more strategic of an avenue and outlet to connect with each of you. The proof in the pudding just has not been there the same way over the last year or two that it was in say the first four or five years of my business. So as I walk into year six of Veggies and Virtue, I have been and continue to be really just wrestling with God and asking him, what do you want for this business? What do you ask of me in the work that I'm doing? And just making sure that I'm being intentional and prayerful and discerning about the work that I do. And as I was sharing this with one of my accountability groups, just this awesome group of godly women that I've connected with over the last year, my sweet friend, Kaysen, which shameless plug, if you don't already listen to her podcast or follow her, go to herpursuit.co. That's her website. You can get all the information about her podcast, her pursuit, and just different ways to connect with her. She's a gem of a human. I've really enjoyed getting to connect with her. And as a fellow mom of three, she and I really share in that straddling of wanting to stay home with our babies and loving that time that we get to invest in our kids and to pour into them, but also having a passion and a fire in us that aspires for something also outside the home, also pouring into other women also doing God's work in a way that 
isn't at home in the little years with the, our kids and things like that. And so she and I have just dialogued quite a bit about this over the last year or so. And she shared a sermon with me recently by Stephen Furtick, I believe that's how you say his name, of Elevation Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I've heard many sermons of his over the years, but this sermon is from nine years ago. And it is one that Kaysen had heard and it had imprinted her heart way back nine years ago. And it was really sweet to just hear the season that she was in and her story about what the sermon meant to her back then. But then for her to recall that sermon and to share it with me recently was just such a special gift. So I'm going to share a direct link in the show notes to that sermon. It was about 45 minutes. And I definitely, definitely, if you have, if you can find 45 minutes, I definitely, definitely think it's worth the listen. But I also just wanted to highlight a few things here because I've now listened to this sermon several times since Kaysen sent it to me. And I just wanted to go over some of the main points that stuck out to me because on a very deep and personal level behind the scenes of this business, so much of it resonated with me. And the sermon, I guess I should say, I didn't mention that at the beginning, but it's called Don't Stop on Six. And Pastor Stephen walks through two main problems that he sees out of this verse in Joshua 6 and how it relates to me and really so many of us. Because as I listened to it and applied so much of it to my own life and to my own struggles, specifically in this business, I also saw so many parallels to many of you and the families and the moms and the clients that I work with individually or within my signature program, Mealtimes Made Easy Method. And these two concepts that he talks about are how we can have our perspective blocked and also how our progress isn't always obvious. So I just want to dive into these a little bit. Again, this is not feeding related. And yet, if you can track with me, I think you're going to see how so much of this does relate to the approach that we have in feeding our kids and that perseverance to not stop, to not have our perspective be blocked on the good work that we're doing as moms, trying to raise healthy eaters, even when it seems like they seemingly refuse everything. And how I know, I know firsthand as a mom with three kids who are far less adventurous than I ever imagined my own kids would be. And yet knowing that It's not always about the progress that's obvious that's most important and how to keep marching lap after lap with a perseverance and a perspective that can keep putting in the work even when I'm not seeing that progress. And again, I see this in my own personal life and as a mom, but this episode was really shared with me and stuck with me from a professional perspective of some of the ways my perspective does get blocked in business. And how sometimes I can feel really defeated and deflated when my progress in business is not obvious. So with full credit due to Pastor Stephen and Elevation Church, be sure to reference in the show notes the sermon where a lot of this wisdom and just insight comes from. But I have taken notes as I've listened and, you know, screenshotted the the timestamp several times as I kind of listen as I'm out and about or, you know, driving or walking the dog or doing something where I can't jot down a note. And some of the things that stood out to me the most are how with problem one and when our perspective does get blocked as parents and as people and that struggle that we can feel when sometimes what God says doesn't match what we see. And so knowing how to walk in obedience even when our perspective is often questioning 
the very things that's right in front of us. And as I mentioned, I might be oversharing a little bit on this episode, but I think it's important to peel back these layers because while I've faced some of these struggles in my own walk and feeding my own kids and things like this, and I see this each and every time I work one-on-one with a client, in this episode, I personally want to share examples and anecdotes more related to my business and how so often I can see that there's all these strategies out there. And when I look out of Joshua 6, what the sermon is preached from, it talks about how, you know, in the time of Jericho, when this battle was being had and the wall was to come down, there was really only five ways to deal with a walled city. And yet God's strategy had nothing to do with those. And how something Pastor Stephen said that really stuck with me is sometimes in order for us to be victorious, we have to be willing to do something ridiculous. And if I'm being honest, that was one of the ways that Kaysen probably even knew to share this with me because I was saying how I feel like I'm building this boat and there is not a drop of rain. I feel that foolishness and that ridiculousness sometimes of wanting to build a business God's way. And yet sometimes I can almost just put myself in Noah's shoes and think of how ridiculous he felt building the ark when everyone else was living these seemingly thriving, productive lives and doing work that was obvious, that was following strategies that were proven, and yet how he chose a different way. And I have been deeply convicted personally lately of just this feels so ridiculous sometimes. I have so many people, even people within my closest circles who know me best, kind of giving me the like cock neck glance of like, I mean, what are you doing? Why are you aborting mission or not investing in the things that were growing with worldly metrics or vanity metrics or understandably so asking me, how is it working? What do you have to show for it? And I know so many people ask this, wonder this, look on and inquire or make expectations of this. And yet something that was in the sermon that stuck with me is how sometimes in order to win a battle God's way, we have to be willing to do things that don't make any sense in this world. And we have to be intentional and invested in where are we putting our perspective? Because something highlighted in this sermon is how the devil can get desperate. And sometimes he can see that we're so close to a victory, that we're so close to doing something God's way, that we have to be distracted or discouraged or tempted to pursue a redirection that isn't in alignment with what God has asked of us. And I know personally, The enemy has blocked my perspective so many times. I've shared about this over the years, especially in my season of postpartum anxiety and depression and just how dark that was and how difficult that was. But I'm also so thankful because now I'm that much more alert to recognize where my perspective is being blocked, where I'm believing lies, where my perspective is looking at what I can see instead of what God says. And that's where Pastor Stephen gets into talking about the second problem being that our progress isn't always obvious. And as a mom, I know this, as a mom to kids who historically have had pickier eating habits, I know this. And as a business owner, I knew this, 
that we can do good work. We can plant good seed in good soil and not see fruit grow. And that can be frustrating. It can be defeating. It can be deflating. And often it can deflect us from doing the very thing that we know we need to do. And I know from working with clients and families and students in my signature program that one of the biggest barriers you face in advance of a breakthrough is seeing nothing happening. When, as in Joshua 6, we see how they marched around the city for six days and nothing moved. No bricks fell. And I love how Pastor Stephen says, you would think he knew how in order to keep people motivated, we would need to see a few bricks fall. We would need to see something. That if we were going to keep walking, we need to see that something is working. And how often is that the case for us? That as parents, we're committed to keep walking. We're committed to keep trying to recreate the rhetoric in the generational cycles of our family so that we feed our family in a way that is healthier and more productive and more positive than maybe the upbringing we have. That we want to keep marching to a beat of healthy meals and snacks and breaking through the chains of diet culture and giving our kids a feeding foundation that sets them up for a lifetime of freedom in their relationship with food, but also vibrant health and nutrition. But how many of you feel like you don't see any of it working? You feel like you're marching the march. You're doing the work. And lap after lap, the bricks are not coming down. The walls are still there. And if our perspective is on the walls and not shifted to the work that we know God is doing, that only God can do, we can begin questioning, is this even working? And is this work even worth doing? And yet something that I was very convicted by as I looked at this being the sixth year for Veggies and Virtue is how in this sermon, it talks about how in the Bible, six represents the number of man and man without God. And how for six laps in Joshua 6, nothing happened. These were trained military men. They knew what they were doing. They went out expectant and equipped to know how to take on the city of Jericho. And yet when they chose to march God's way, they had to keep coming home and keep answering to others as to why nothing was happening, why there was no progress for others to see. And so often as parents and or as professionals, we want to see 10% towards completion, a quarter of the way there, two miles left, final lap. We want to see those measurements of time that help us to know we can tackle this a little bit longer. That even if we're not all the way there yet, we know that we're running the course and that there is an end in sight. And yet in parenting and in building this business God's way, it doesn't work like that. But something that this sermon highlights is, are we willing to do God's will even if it doesn't work? Are we willing to keep praying even when our wall doesn't fall down? Are we willing to keep marching even when nothing comes to pass? Because I know I want to, 
continue to do God's will. I want to continue to be prayerful and I want to continue to march and walk the walk that God has outlined for my life for me to do. But it is hard when in a worldly sense, I can think of all the plans and the ways that this should or could work or how I should build my business, starting with the desired outcome and working backwards to build up a business accordingly. And yet that's one of the biggest challenges because that's what me walking in the flesh. That is me walking my sixth lap. That is me walking in the ability of man. And I don't want that for myself. And I can see how so much of the walls have been broken down over the last six years and how God has done so much good work in me, in my marriage, in my family, in my ability as a dietitian, and that growth and expansion and understanding and empathy that I have now that I definitely didn't have coming straight out of my internship or grad school, or even working at one of the world's best and biggest children's hospitals. And it's here that I realize it is in this process of circling this problem, this problem that I've always had of doing it my own way, of being a perfectionist who had a perspective of how I thought it should look for parenting, for feeding my family, for starting a business, and yet God preparing me for the things that he has promised me so much better. And yet it's me breaking free from the obvious accolades or measurements of this world that do block my perspective from his promises, that do distract me away from what he may be preparing me for, that do make me want to stop prematurely from circling the walls that he is going to tear down. Because I know that I am not circling these walls for nothing. And yet as I enter er, into year six of business, so hopeful, so prayerful, so expectant on what God can do, I'm also convicted to ask myself, will I do God's will even if it doesn't work? And so while I think this sermon can be helpful for so many of you, and I hope and I have prayed that this really speaks to at least one of you, I also want to encourage you because I know for so many of you, you feel like you have been circling this wall. You've been up against the wall of trying to raise healthy eaters, of trying to expose your kids to healthier options, trying to add variety. And your friends and your family and your parents and your spouse and so many in your inner circle are looking at you like you're crazy. They think you're being ridiculous. They think your approaches are totally off and they're making you question your approach because your progress isn't always obvious. Your wall is not coming down brick by brick each day in the visible sense of it. You're not seeing layer by layer fall down lap after lap. And yet you're doing the work. You are walking in obedience to the things that you know are going to change your child's life and the generational cycles thereafter and how your family approaches food and the chains that are broken from disordered eating habits and the lifestyle habits that are forever changed because of the habits that you're fostering and putting in place right here and now. But don't we sometimes get discouraged? Don't we sometimes just see that wall of what our kid won't eat, of the fight that our family had at the table, of the disagreement we had with our spouse at dinner, the lunchbox that came home untouched, the snack that our kid ate again and brought us shame? So often our perspective gets blocked and I hope and pray that this episode will help you to keep marching. I hope that in sharing my heart of marching another lap this sixth year into this business and still not being where I want to be, but trusting that God is preparing me, he is preparing the work that I do, and he is preparing those that I get to serve for promises so much better than something I could fabricate on my own. But sometimes it's going to look ridiculous. 
And sometimes evil is going to distract me and discourage me. And sometimes I'm going to want to just stop. But I hope you hear Pastor Stephen say, or you hear me say, don't stop on six. Don't stop here. There are promises coming. There is good on the way. There is work being done. And even if you don't see it with every meal or every snack that you're putting that good time and energy into, and you're pouring your heart and soul into preparing and offering your kid, you are not marching this out for nothing. My hope and prayer is in in this upcoming year, year six for Veggies and Virtue, that six will remind me, and it will be a symbol as it is in the Bible, that I am not doing this man's way, that I am willing to keep walking in a confidence there is a seventh lap, that there is a victory, that there is a promise that I am being prepared for, and that I need to walk this out in obedience in order to be prepared for it. And how sometimes, even if I see nothing happening to the wall that I'm up against, I know that God is asking me to lean into what is happening to me. So in this upcoming year, as I continue to show up and serve you, I hope that this message will resonate with you. I hope that it'll give you a little bit of perspective on the heartbeat of my business, and it will help us to align in this approach that isn't quick and easy. It's not a fast fix. It's not an overnight success, but it is building a lifestyle and being willing to walk in a way that isn't always going to give us those obvious wins. And I love nothing more than celebrating with you each and every time you do see a brick come down. And I love to walk this walk with people, to live out an identity that is a co-laborer with my fellow moms and friends who need someone to march it out with them amidst the mealtimes, the messes, the moments, and the ministry of motherhood. That is why Reggie's in Virtue is here. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being here. Whether you've been here for this is your first episode, welcome, or you've been here for the last six years marching with me, I want you to know that it is an honor and it is humbling that you would be willing to go this way with me, that you would be willing to show up and walk with me as I do what God has set out for me to do, and that you're willing for me to hopefully impact you to do the things that God has given you the opportunity to do in your home and with your family. And with that, there are three things that I want to leave you with and ask of you today. Number one, if you have been blessed by this podcast or any of the content shared by the Veggies and Virtue community that you feel you could speak to, it would be the best birthday gift for me. If you would just scroll down on Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. It costs you nothing but 60 seconds of your time, but it would truly be a gift to me because while I don't deserve and I don't ask and I know not to expect walls to fall down or words of encouragement to help be that motivation I need to keep going, It truly does encourage and bless me. And I really appreciate each and every one of you who has taken the time to do it. Second, if you need someone who can help you gain and maintain a healthy perspective on how to feed your family, and you know that you need someone to march alongside you to continue making progress, even when you don't think it's obvious and you're questioning, is this even working? I want you to book a free strategy session with me. There are no financial commitments with this, but it simply allows us to take 30 minutes to review what's currently going on in your home and what feeding challenges is your family facing so that we can get clarity on what is holding your family back. Where is your perspective blocked? Where are you struggling most because progress isn't being seen? Because I want to come alongside you and help you not stop on six. I know that God has more for you than you to stop prematurely amidst a feeding struggle. 
And it is truly an honor for me to get to help you in that process. And so go to veggiesandvirtue.com forward slash work with me to sign up for one of those free 30 minute sessions. And we can chat through what is this going to look like and how can I come alongside you to help you walk with that courage and that confidence. And the third thing is, is just one final reminder that if you've been wanting easy meal and snack ideas and you don't yet have my combination cards in the digital or physical format, now is the time to score on my biggest discount yet. All you have to do is type in birthday as the discount code at checkout and you'll get 36% off any of my combination cards through the end of the month of April. So I know this wasn't my traditional episode and yet this is something so on my heart and I just felt so led to share it with each of you knowing that this sermon impacted and encouraged me that in the year ahead of year six of Veggies and Virtue, I am going to have this anthem on repeat. And so as it's one of the underpinning of my business in the upcoming year, I hope and pray that it will also encourage you and your family in whatever walls you're up against.